Glass in and of itself just entranced me because of the nature of the practice as like a really, um, I always, as an educator, I, I call it a movement-based practice, especially like here, Homeland of the American Studio Glass Narrative, people get really fixated on like the objects that get produced. But if you have a really intimate relationship to the skill of glass blowing, it's a lot more about your ability to move with the material and like read the material. That was Helen Lee, artist, designer, and assistant professor of glassworking at UW-Madison. Lee's new glasswork exhibition, titled Exuvier, is currently on display at the Arts and Literature Lab in downtown Madison. Exuvier is made up of three works, titled Brood, Amulet, and Smolder. Through the mediums of glass and video, Lee grapples with concepts of ancestry, identity, and language as a second-generation Chinese immigrant. Brood is the largest work in Exuvier, spanning an entire wall of the exhibition room. It is an installation of around a thousand glass cicadas that are imitating, they're both imitating jade. There used to be this tradition of jade cicada funereal amulets that were, well, they were called tongue amulets. So they were placed on the tongue of the dead as a symbol of rebirth in funereal practices, like way back in Chinese culture. So I'm recreating the notion of that amulet. My rendition is a little bit more abstracted. The form of these is based on an origami fold, so they're a little more geometric and abstracted. In Brood, the cicadas ascend up the wall in powers of two, creating a winding pattern that gives physical form to the concept of ten generations. Amulet, the second work in Lee's collection, also explores the idea of intergenerational connection. Amulet displays a video of Lee and her daughter speaking a Chinese phonetic alphabet dominant in the early 20th century. I guess what became interesting as I researched more about this alphabet was that I always had just assumed that this was like how everyone had always learned Chinese, but it very much so is not. This alphabet that I'm foregrounding was developed in the early 1900s, and it actually tracks to around the time frame of when my grandmother was born. And my grandmother was like the primary touch point of that second generation back. But also my relationship to Chinese language basically only exists because she raised me and she only spoke Chinese. So it was fun and exciting for me to realize that I learned a Chinese phonetic alphabet that tracks with like my lived experience of who, like an alphabet that came into being during her lifetime as she was coming into being as well. I am teaching it to my daughter now. At the end of the video, Lee opens her mouth to reveal a golden cicada on her tongue, a reference to the funeral tongue amulets of brood. Lee says that amulet represents the potential for language itself to act as a form of reincarnation. And I have like a very distant relationship to bilingualism now. Like there was a time where I only spoke Chinese with my grandma and, you know, I spoke it every day. But my life is really different now. And so, you know, now I like I'll joke or quip that like I speak like a five-year-old or like a three-year-old now. But Lee doesn't grieve the loss of her grandmother's language. I think there are ways in which because the dominant lens is so often kind of like the generic white American lens, there's always this perspective that these experiences of loss are like negative or, you know, so tragic. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but what I'm interested in the notion is, uh, is that like loss is not lack. Lee describes the process of blowing glass as an embodied experience, bringing her to new levels of physical engagement as a craftsperson.
It has qualities that sort of no other craft material has in the sense of like its optical capabilities, the fact that it is inherently ambiguous in physical form and like state of being. Like you can apply that, you know, to diasporic experience, to gender spectrum, to like any number of things, you know. In the room next to Exuvier is a collection of glasswork Lee curated. The collection, titled Indeterminate Objects, consists of works created by guests Lee invited to teach glassworking over the past 10 years. Lee's job as assistant professor of glassworking at UW-Madison is her first full-time academic teaching position, but she's had around 20 years of informal teaching experience. To Lee, passing on the skill of glassblowing to others is just part of belonging to the community. On one hand, it actually feels embedded in the practice of glass, like it's such a collaborative and communal practice that almost nobody practices it individually. Whether for safety reasons or for the sake of efficiency, glass workers don't work alone, even on projects as personal as Exuvier. Lee's students Abby Sunday and Amber Manns helped create and install portions of her exhibit. Lee's presence at UW-Madison was influential in Abby's decision to study glassworking at the university. UW Medicine's uh, reputation as a class program uh, really interested me, um, and honestly, it was it was because of Helen. Helen's reputation as an instructor and as an artist precedes precedes her. For Amber, everything about being a student of UW Madison's glassworking program is exciting and an opportunity for experimentation. I think just that there are so many different paths that you can take. That's honestly been one of my favorite things about the program here, and especially about. What Helen has been working on in the research here is posing glass as an incredibly interdisciplinary craft and material, and that there are so many ways that it has been used in the past, both in, like here at UW-Madison, in different research capacities, but also just all of the opportunities that working with the material holds. Both Exuvier and Indeterminate Objects will be on display at the Arts and Literature Laboratory until March 7th. Reporting for WORT News, I'm Ella Saff.